you made it. You're finally here. Welcome to Half Cocktails, a place where we have a great time celebrating science, the social contract, and just plain old congeniality. Dare I say, a place where we seek a path to peace, prosperity, and exploration amongst the stars. What I'm talking about is an all-inclusive society, meaning if you're not on board with the social contract, we're not even obligated to consider your opinion because the social contract is that important to the fabric of a civil society. I'm your friend and host, Dan, the worshipin' Dionysus man, sipping on some science today with a hell of a hellacious drink. Joining me today is Ron and the Professor. How are you gentlemen doing today? I am doing quite well. Doing great. Fantastic. Stick around to the end of the episode. They will be revealing this one simple trick that will leave your plumber baffled. (laughs) Stick around for that. My my wife knows that trick. <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, well, like I said, stick around to the end uh, of the episode. Well, that's where we'll put that uh, segment. We've got a got a really fun and informative show to, to, for you today. Brought to you by Stark Industries, making weapons of mass destruction for rich playboys a reality. We've uh, we're gonna going to have some fact checking later. Going to take a quick look back at. The Publication of Common Sense by Thomas Paine. That's going to be fun. Got some really good space news, as well as some news about magnets. Might not be what you think. It might be what you think. We'll (laughs) we'll find out later. (laughs) And, of course, we encourage you to reach out to us at halfcocktails at gmail.com. Or maybe you want to send us a voice or text message at 443-499-8253. Uh, be careful. We we will talk about it here. Going to have uh, some fact-checking time, and uh, we're going to wrap things up with something good. But for now, let's hop in that time machine and see what happened with Thomas Paine and Common Sense. Nothing would be better than a look at days of yesterday or time machine. Okay. Hey, all right, all right. January 10th, 1776, published by Anonymous at the time. Written by Anonymous, apologies. It was, uh, uh, people knew who published it. Um, <laughs> Common Sense, written by Thomas Paine, often seen as the father of the revolution. I, I believe you're, 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 you're both, Ron and Professor, you're both familiar with Thomas Paine? Yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah. No, I know. I I know the guy. I had a uh, when I used to teach history. It was uh, he was he was a highlight reel. He was in the highlight reel, and rightfully so. Uh, this this guy added a lot to the propaganda of his day. Uh, pro- propaganda probably has a negative connotation, but that's what I the word I'm using to refer to as someone who puts ideas in people's heads. Yeah, that's a, I mean, I'm, it's the right word, even though what he did, I think was good. It was absolutely positive. It was absolutely positive. Uh, uh, Thomas Paine is near and dear to my heart in, in terms of when, when, I, when I come across historical figures, if the, the ones that speak to me, like I feel like I, I would have been friends with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, personally. Uh, there's there's plenty where I'd be like, eh, I might be able to get a beer with Washington, but I, I probably wouldn't be all George Washington's the greatest. Uh, it's not my guy. I, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, 
the personality of Thomas Paine, I feel like he would have, I would have really enjoyed uh, getting to know him and, and talking. He, his, this is his most famous work, uh, Common Sense. It's a 47 page pamphlet, not even a novella. It's pretty short. You can find the text easily on Google. Uh, it's, it's, you know, 250 years old. So it's not, nothing new there. Although, uh, ChatGPT would not get to the end of it when I said ChatGPT, uh, recite for me the entire text of common sense and it was like oh that's in public domain sure uh but it 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 would cut itself off and then give an error which is pretty telling the ai can't stomach this stuff he uh british guy british guy moved to the american colonies in 1774 just before the famous battles of lexington and Concord. so he didn't invent the attitude of we should be independent from britain but he certainly seemed to change a lot of minds and get people worked up on the the, the colony side. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over a little bit of his history before we actually dive into the work of common sense itself. Uh, he he didn't make money off of this. It was originally published anonymously. He had a spat with the original initial publisher, and then the initial publisher was like, "I'll publish a second edition without you," and he's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna go over here and publish one." All from from henceforward, ever since he moved to the States in Philadelphia, he, he got involved with publications. Something uh, uh, I, I thought I thought was interesting was I, I didn't realize uh, the battles of Lexington Concord happened before uh, the publication. It shows you how much attention I paid in your, your history class, Professor. Yeah, no, that, that's a that's always a, an interesting piece of the puzzle is, you know, the war. For independence was happening before we declared in a year before we declared independence and a lot of the battle in that year was getting the people on board because at the time the um continental congress was kind of a, a milestone of democracy where you really had to get your people in your district on board to get everyone together and in this case create the continental army that was that could have been potentially good enough to fight the war off, to win the war, or to maybe even stay, get France on board, stay them off long enough that they give up uh, and say it's not monetarily worth it anymore. But I digress. And that being said, um, he had uh, just getting the getting people on board. I can't think of a thing that did that better than this work. Exactly. Exactly. So, so providing the context for this publication, we've got militias in Massachusetts battling, literally battling British troops, right? These, this, this, this isn't, I don't think you could call it a continental army at that point, right? This is, this is not the, the assembled unified front. This is groups of American patriots, you know, the Boston Tea Party in, in, in Massachusetts happened as, as kind of a prelude to Lexington Concord. So, so battles were erupting. People were standing up against Britain and forming militias and, and making that happen. And I think that's probably why militias are referred to in the Constitution, specifically the Second Amendment, right? Because militias right. played a big role <laughs> in standing up to the King of England. But just because battles were happening, people weren't really on board. They're, the the prevailing sense was one of reconciliation. And Thomas Paine did not, he wasn't down with that. Uh, so, so what was originally intended to be like a series of letters or articles in a paper 
got kind of too long and he threw it together in a wonderful pamphlet that various claims were made about how many sold. But the conservative estimate that I think is safe to say is in the first three months, 70,000 copies were sold. And this is in a time when uh, I don't even know how many people were in the colonies, but it, it, especially how many literate people. It was an enormous amount, I'm sure, for the time. Two and a half million people is the total population of the Americas. And that's, that's, yeah. that number includes all of the people who can't read, all of the slaves. It was read in bars out loud in taverns, like in town mm-hmm. squares. Like people wanted to, if you couldn't read, you could, you could find somebody reading it out loud. The message got to the masses for sure. It went viral. Mm-hmm. It went viral in, in the only way it could at that time. That's how things like the, going viral is not new to the Internet, by the way, people. Uh, uh, obviously, common sense went viral. It spread everything. It got, even got translated. And, and one of the reasons Thomas Paine was poor, he wasn't taking money for it. He was donating the, any money from the, this initial publisher uh, to, to different charities. Uh, but he also had the habit of anybody who was like, hey, can we uh, publish this in France over here? He's like, yeah, go for it. Translate it, publish it, do it. He cared about the ideas. He's a true believer. Yeah. Like, granted, later, he probably was like, fuck, why did I do that? Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he did later have to, he was kind of penniless, and he had to, to beg uh, the newly formed United States. Because after it went viral, the, the ideas got people on board. Things things got centralized and organized. We had the Continental Army. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that the American side won. Fourth of July should have already taught you that. Spoiler alert. So so he yeah he later broke. Uh, well, he he had a job with the government, but some disagreements. He he was so he was a true believer. He had values, right? We we talked about this last week with with Joe Rogan. And the 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 quotation where he was like, "If it's Biden, it's bad." Oh, Trump said it. Well, never mind. It's not that bad. What right? else? Thomas Paine had fucking values, man. He 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 looked at what was happening with the Continental Army, and he was like, "Wait a minute. A lot of these guys in the, in this new in this new uh, uh, government, Continental Congress, they're they're using their positions to fucking get rich. That's not good. They're they're just elevating themselves over others, but." They were financing the fucking revolution, and you can't do that. You can't have a revolution without finances. It can't happen. There's got to be resources behind mm-hmm. it. Who has the resources? Wealthy people. Well, they're not stupid either. So if they're going to use all these resources to fund a revolution, they're going to position themselves to get wealthy off of it. Right. He didn't like that. He, it caused a big scandal because he came out talking shit about one of the guys begging help to France, uh, Silas, something or other. I'm not doing this off the top of my head. You are. Uh, Silas, uh, <laughs> Silas Dean, Dean, Silas Dean, Dean with an E on the end, uh, American uh, diplomat. They sent him to France in secret. His goal was to try and get the, get France to, to you know, help finance the fight against England. Uh, Payne was like, you're just a war profiteer. And, uh, uh, I know it because you used to work for a guy named Robert Morris and another French agent, and Payne uncovered finan- the, the financial connections between all of them and what they were doing, and he started writing and criticizing them. Uh, a couple of Dean's supporters actually 
he got beaten in the streets twice over this. Okay. Oh like, like shit, shit got violent <laughs> and he resigned his, his, as the secretary, uh, to the committee of foreign affairs, the, 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 the job they'd given him along with, uh, an estate in New York for being so influential in helping the war effort. You know, if he eventually, he moved to France, tried to help out the revolution there. Oh yeah. I knew that. To, to, that that's total another story. When he died in New York City in 1809, only six people went to his funeral. Ouch. And two of them were freedmen, former former slaves. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. He he was a critic of slavery. He he was an abolitionist, for sure. He quite famously said man has no property in man. In his book Rights of Man has some arguments against slavery. Oh yeah. So one thing that comes to my mind about Thomas Paine is that we, I think, do get caught up in the patriot history, but he was also, I think, an important political philosopher of his time. He's a writer of the Enlightenment, and even in 40 pages, Mm -hmm. common sense contributes to, I think, Enlightenment thinking. If I recall, I think he opens with imagining people are on a desert island, and he says that you can't not have a government. If you have people living together and not hermits, then there will there is some form of government. That government is a natural state of man. And then I remember also thinking that he he believed that democracy was the default. And we have to we often have to have powerful and rich people fighting against the default human state of democracy to be rich and powerful. But by default we would want to like separate and divide by people's skills and like make sure everybody eats yeah no that's that's (laughs) and and i i wholeheartedly agree with them as as you know we came from hunter-gatherer tribes and i can't imagine a tribe that was like well i know you were sick today but you didn't contribute so you don't get to eat with us (laughs) <laughs> right that's it's it's a it's a silly thing if you're your fucking tribe you serve strength in numbers right it that's it's very obvious yes, yeah. like in a tri in, in in an ancient tribal society libertarian values fail right like wait a minute yes i'm not gonna help you hunt fuck you no 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 everybody is helping everybody because that's ha- that's the only way to survive because shit was so tough before we had all this technology right that's survival man there's no off the grid there's no off the grid everybody's off grid at once right <laughs> off the grid is is the way it is yeah and there's no homeowners association there's no like well <laughs> you don't have to hunt today because of the bylaws and you didn't move your trash can three inches from the curb so we're gonna fine you Three buffalo. Yeah, so you better go catch, ca- go catch those buffalo and bring them to us, asshole. Um, right. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, so common sense, co- absolutely correct, Professor. Uh, I'm shocked, shocked you would be correct. Uh, the uh, uh, it, it opens. He's kind of he he opens with, hey, what is society and what is government? Right. Like they're 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 different, and government is a necessary evil. Like we 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 need it. Uh, society uh, itself without government it it grows to and because people are fucked up and and the larger it gets the more you need government to protect other people from fucked up people Uh, so 
if you want a civil mm-hmm. society with a social contract, it, you need laws and a government, right? Social contract. That silly social contract. Right? right? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's relevant to what I'm always talking about. So, like, he starts out appealing to everybody saying, like, hey, here's, here's what we're talking about. And if we're going to have a government, it should fucking take care of our needs, right? And it should not be, like, right from the get-go, like, a monarchy. The monarchy is absurd, okay? Especially hereditary mm-hmm. monarchy. And then he walks through different flawed monarchies, uh, making the argument that kings and queens ruling by divine right is absurd and against the principles of reason and justice. And it is. That's what that's what got us here. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And I'm particularly alarmed by the amount of news articles and things on social media that I'm seeing talking about a particular presidential candidate being anointed by God to rule. (laughs) That's happening today. <laughs> yeah. Scary oh. stuff, yes. And so when when I, you know, knowing common sense was one of the historical things, I jumped on it because it was like, this is still fucking relevant because we've gone full circle. People are now saying, no, no, no. God deemed this man to rule. <laughs> well, we know that that's fucking ancient bullshit that we already got rid of. We had a fucking revolutionary war over this yeah this issue is settled i thought it was Mm -hmm. and that's that's to me that's how america's under threat by people who claim to love the constitution what the fuck right just like we all used to agree that nazis were bad now that's a controversial take how the (laughs) fuck did that get controversial wow i can't i i keep forgetting what the what the basis of that take is is it some kind of like what? How did they? How did they get there? I can't find Z. I can only find A, a and B somewhere. <laughs> oh, oh. There's, there's no, there's no Z. It's just they use A and B. Like, yep, Z's okay. No, it's always existed in secret. People have had the harbored those hates and believed those ideas. Apologies. Maybe, maybe you guys didn't grow up with an older brother who was a neo-Nazi. <laughs> so I got to meet a lot of cool characters in my oh, youth. I uh, uh, and I, I, and I've been really aware of it for a long time. Uh, it's always been here under the surface. People who harbor these hateful fascist ideologies and they, they just are now able to come out of the woodwork because, because of they're no longer societally shunned for it. It mm-hmm. used to be, uh, it would something that would make you a pariah. Right. And now and now it's been legitimized by leadership. Leadership legitimized it. That's how it happened. It's still uh, hard. I think it's still hard to secure employment in many sectors if you have, if there's evidence to you, you know, right. if you go on a thing and say that you are down with Nazi ideology. I, th- I assume... Sadly, not as much as it used to be. <laughs> yes, but but the pendulum is swinging the other way, right? Right, and 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 honestly, collective shunning is the only power we have because we live in a society that does believe in freedom of speech and thought. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you want to be a Nazi, you're allowed to be. Right. Sorry, I sh- I shouldn't have just agreed with that. I need to. S- <laughs> if we isolated that audio, I'd be like, right. No, let me clarify. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's you know that's that's what I like to do. Yeah, I'll be cl- sending that to your employer. <laughs> <laughs> Just please allow me to clarify. No, 
just no, actually. No, I, you, we, we tolerate everything but intolerance. So free speech yeah. has, a, because once you're intolerant, it's not speech anymore. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is you're allowed to think and believe it because we have those freedoms. But pushing that ideology is, is not okay. There could be societal repercussions to you. I, right. By expressing that openly. Right. Then there should be. There should be. And there have, there have been from the history uh, after World War II till now. It's just been this slow acceptance. But let me, can I ask a question? What industry, what industry is, do you get into then if you're an open Nazi or a white supremacist or whatever? Like, what do you do for a day job? Guns and weapons. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sell weapons. Gun, gun stores, gun or manufacturers, gun, okay. gun shows, private gun shows. Uh, God damn it, he's right. A, a, lo <laughs> a lot of them are involved. <laughs> a lot of them are involved in, in, in gangs, uh, doing, pushing drugs. And now local politics. <laughs> and then mayor. You could be yes. mayor. <laughs> well, that's, that's the natural growth that, when mm -hmm. they want to legitimize themselves, right? Like, oh, well, let's. Let's get somebody elected. Let's get him on the school board. Let's get let's get Joe's wife on the school board. Let's get Bill's brother uh, elected mayor. Uh, yeah, that's 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 how it happens. Man, flyover states must be wild <laughs> to live in. I remember uh, uh, years ago, years and about fifteen years ago, I was dating the the daughter of a wealthy artist artist who went spent a, a semester abroad in Italy in a very expensive private school. And she spoke, and I hope somebody sues me for for uh, libel. Uh, she spoke about one of the wine heirs going to school with her and being openly fascist, and all his friends mm. being fascist. Wow! Um, it it was trendy in, in their fucking rich ass private school in Italy to be fascist. That's what all the cool kids were, and Jesus. these were kids was fucking gazillions of dollars, right? Like. That is the birthplace of modern fascism. So, <laughs> I can't. Can you imagine being in a space where, and there have been many over many times, but being in a space where, like, you're peer pressured to be a fascist, and like <laughs> yeah. everyone else is fascist, and you're like trying to fit in. Yeah, right. Ugh, that must be the worst. Yeah. So, back to common sense. <laughs> He did a really good job of bringing up the absurd absurdity of monarchy, which to me, it, it, fascism is a form of monarchy. Okay. We didn't get, Hitler didn't have heirs. We, we didn't get to see how he, they would have handled the secession of power. But, uh, monarchy is, is through a bloodline. Look at fascism in North Korea, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's through the bloodline. They're like father to son. I definitely, I definitely, they, they are way more related than a representative republic and fascism. I'll tell you what. He, he also, he gave him a, a call to action, right? He was urging Americans like, hey, don't put off independence. Don't put off standing up to these powers that are fucking attacking your, your freedoms and way of life. He stressed the urgency uh, to support independence embrace a free and sovereign America and fucking fight for it. Mm -hmm. Right. He, uh, he laid the foundation for some of the ideas of the Republican government as in a Republic, as in vote 
democracy with voting. Right. <laughs> a republic, yeah. There was no Republican Party. Right. <laughs> In fact, that's a that's a really that itself is an insight into propaganda by calling themselves the Republican Party. Mm-hmm. They're referring to the republic government, the one that is now in danger. Yeah. Right. By a by a candidate who admits he'll be a dictator only for a day. Only for a day? A dictator? <laughs> only a day. No. In a republic? No, no, sir. No, sir. That's how Rome fell. That's how Rome fell. Okay. And people where are the alarm bells for the fucking people who claim to love the constitution so goddamn much. Mm-hmm. I I never I never realized how much I loved the Constitution until I until I realized how threatened it was. Mm. Yeah. And and I and I really the 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 alarm went off my head like dan uh you've been taking it for granted how (laughs) great you have it in this country and the amount of times i've criticized this government in my youth which is healthy yeah indeed now that it's under threat where i used to want to wield a hammer now i'm trying to grab a shield Mm -hmm. and it's very strange for me to go through that (laughs) it's like whoa 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 (laughs) i I remember when i was so mad they wouldn't let gay people get married (laughs) now now I'm like, oh shit, might lose the whole thing. Right. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, so he wraps it up, uh, literally talking about some of the very specific ways, like, hey, we can have this many people from this area come. And they, they you know, these groups of people come and meet all together and they'll elect a representative and they go to the, the plate, right? Like he, he laid that framework for like, oh, this will be the actual bureaucratic way in which we form a Continental Congress to get a constitution. Some of that is in common sense. And we owe him a great big debt of gratitude. I mean, he Mm -hmm. did get his estate. And though he left the post, you know, they gave gave him a government government job, Mm -hmm. cushy government job, just got Mm -hmm. him beaten in the streets for trying to (laughs) stand up for his values and beliefs. Yeah, which which actually was also happening in ancient Rome mm-hmm. when the fall of that republic. It's pretty on brand for not for him, but for just America humanity. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! I can't use my arguments and words to 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 win. Then how about these fists? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh. He yeah. He went on. He wrote a few more uh, things. The rights of man. Age of reason. Definitely worth checking out. Thomas Paine. And I tip my hat. In his memory, the publication of his famous Common Sense, January 10th, 1776. Give it a read. Outstanding. Uh, any any, any uh, final thoughts on Thomas Paine, gentlemen? Legend, legend. Before you just read the text, I think read like the spark notes on it, because it's hard to, it's hard to read. Anything in that day and time yeah. is, uh, requires a lot of focus. <laughs> right. I ex- yeah, language is shifted, right? Mm-hmm. So you're oh, almost yeah. you're almost like translating it as you read it. Now though, let's uh let's talk about some modern news. It's time for some news from our point of view. We'd even be glad if we could have a lap or two. It's time for some news. So it's first happened in 2021, but uh, it's been replicated and redone in a study that just got published. So it's worth bringing about Uh, 2021 scientists from Turkey published a paper detailing an experiment where he put a magnet on a motor and rotated it super fast. The second magnet just hovered and rotated a few centimeters away. Wow. And so 
while ma magnetic rotation or magnetic levitation is isn't new like we know the maglev trains are able to use the strong magnetic force to 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 get lift this experiment was really puzzling because they don't they 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 were not quite they kind of like a shoulder shrug like we've never seen this before mm -hmm. uh the the way he worked it like there, you can see some pretty cool videos it's almost like he's got it on a dremel it's been it's been replicated in lab setting from here like from science this is what you know science is the way it's meant to do work you publish your paper peers review it other scientists in that field go oh okay you've got this thing that you're saying oh this is how magnets work being able to replicate it in a, in a lab by the peers is huge. It's crucial. If it's actually, in fact, the truth and, and it's, it's real, everybody should be able to replicate it under those conditions. Mm -hmm. You should be able to do it again and again and again. And then eventually someone will apply that to a, some sort of application that is functional. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, we could maybe we could see some fucking hoverboard shit. Like, what if like, like, <laughs> This is just I'm just spitballing here. Uh, what if the ma spinning magnets are under the road or, or the regular magnets under the road and on my hoverboard is the spinning magnet? Mm -hmm. And that's what keeps me hovering. Yeah, that'd be fun. Anyway, uh, group published their second paper, Magnetic Levitation by Rotation. Uh, in in the physical review applied, I know everybody out there reads those dry science journals. <laughs> I have a hard time reading the paper itself, like you're saying with Thomas Paine. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> like if you're not a specialist in the field, you almost need a little uh, decoder, right. a lot of jargon, right? Well, for science, I think that that person is like the, the science journalists. Those are very, very important people to the the public. And I think the scientists themselves, and I can speak for this a little bit because my, my wife is a scientist, are starting to want to write the papers in a way that's more accessible mm -hmm. to the public, especially the abstract. Um, yeah. But only just starting to. And only it depends on the field. You know, right. in speech, mm -hmm. language, and hearing sciences, the, the papers are easier to read. Um, because they want more people to, to know and understand it. It's also a women woman dominated field, so they care more about mm -hmm. the science itself than like posturing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to say testosterone affects male behavior? Crazy! Testosterone poisoning's a hell of a drug. Crazy! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even scientists are not not immune. But like, anyway. I think science journalists are a hugely important piece of the puzzle because we want they want to keep people informed about what's going on. Yeah. Um, and I also think science journalists are failing a little bit because the the hooks and the stories are almost always like big space dick stories. You know, like Elon sends another <laughs> rocket up into right. space. It's a big raging bo boner ship. You know, <laughs> It's it's really tough. Uh, uh, and and I, I encountered this with with even with this show, you only stand out if you grab people's attention. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the only way to to make it in this current Internet culture. These and, and well, one of the things we make we make fun of here is is everything's got to have a clickbait title mm -hmm. so far to date. The most downloaded episode of this podcast is the one titled the jimmy and rosalind carter sex tape revealed because <laughs> people just gotta know 
it's not a coincidence. Okay. So I feel really bad for uh, uh, science in general in because it's it's not easy to understand something that's not your field case in point there's a new fox game show called the floor where everybody there's they got like a hundred people and everybody's got their expertise and the shtick of the game show is if they challenge you and you beat them on your expertise you then the next person to challenge you you have to take their expertise so if i go on as like i'm a classic rock expert and somebody else is like i'm a bug expert and they challenge me and I beat them. The next person challenged me. I have to be a bug expert. That's fucking hard, right? That's the yeah. whole premise of the show. Like you can't be an expert in everything. Uh, how do you communicate something that requires scientific proficiency? It requires logic, right? It, re- it requires some critical thinking skills that aren't widely available to the masses today. Mm-hmm. How do you get that to stand out in this fucking cacophony of... You want a bigger dick? Want bigger pecs? Want to want to fuck more? Mm-hmm. You know, every everything just designed to, to to appeal to our most base fucking creature instincts. How do you fucking compete with that? You can't, right? I mean, you have talking to magnets. You got. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. Uh, 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 anyway, back to the magnets. Uh, so, so the principle is: if you rotate a magnet really, really fucking fast. Yeah, trying to translate the physics of this. Uh, you put another magnet in close proximity, it'll it'll lock into pl- place hovering and spin at the same speed. So they found that as it was locking into position, it was orientating itself close to the axis of rotation of the other magnet and towards the, the like pole of the rotor magnet. So for instance, the north pole of the floater magnet, while it's spinning, stayed pointing towards the north pole of the fixed hmm. magnet. Hmm. Interesting. So it's almost like the field locks in, but the magnet itself has to spin in order to make those fields align properly. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So to, to quote the, the author of the study, it turns out that the floater magnet wants to align itself with the spinning magnet, but it cannot spin fast enough to do so. And for as long as this coupling is maintained, it hovers or levitates. So mm-hmm. it's not perpetual motion because you have to put energy in to spin the first magnet. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess, I, and, and so I guess this would be uh, uh, the a weak magnetic force or strong magnetic force. I can't, I can't remember the difference. Uh, but it's one of the fundamental forces of nature. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, Insane Clown Posse doesn't know how they work. <laughs> <laughs> what? And I was there for the release of this because I worked alongside a, a true juggalo at the time. Insane Clown Posse <laughs> has a, a very famous song called Miracles in which uh, one of the verses is magnets. How do they work? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> yeah, it's a miracle, and they're all around <laughs> you if you just look. It's actually a pretty positive oh, song. Anyway, uh, uh, moving on. Uh, hopefully, we'll get some fucking hoverboards soon. Uh, what one? Move, I move. want one. I want one. I, I know, right? It's just another way to fall and bust my knee, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm going to do it. In other news, we are starting commercial fucking moon flights. Mm-hmm. How insane is that? They're having a rocket uh, on Monday, January 8th, is going to lift off. It's going to attempt to lift off, uh, carrying the first lunar lander. 
since the Apollo mission in 1972. And it's a commercial, like, uh, a passenger flight? It's a joint venture of Lockheed Martin and Boeing called United Launch Alliance. It, uh, yeah, it's part of the commercial launch industry. So they themselves, just like SpaceX, they're a SpaceX competitor. They are launching the rocket and other companies are paying them to be a part of the payload. So I, I don't believe they're, they're, it's, it's going to be a manned crew. Um, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is all like, uh, drones and, and remote, uh, operated stuff, but it does have, uh, uh, the, 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 it is the first in 50 years and it does have many different companies, uh, putting stuff in, including that lunar lander. Uh, very controversially, there are some human remains on the rocket that uh, some of the native tribal groups in the United States have gone to NASA to try and stop. But it's a commercial thing. So like NASA, NASA's renting space on it, but it's not their mission. Right. So I don't know what the government can do about it. I certainly sympathize with with them having that religious belief that, you know, we come from the earth and we should stay on the earth. but I, I, it's a, it's an, it would be an upending precedent to set saying Correct. these religious beliefs will stop this uh, business enterprise. Mm-hmm. If, if, if we <laughs> want to start there, it's fucking chaos and pandemonium. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's on. I cer- yep. Yep. certainly sympathize with, with those beliefs and, and, and the pain. I'm sure people who, who truly, truly are true believers, the pain you must feel. But, uh, ha- however, I don't see how the government could do anything. If, if so, my religious belief that people shouldn't have access to mass killing devices means we shouldn't sell guns. There you go. I wish. I don't know why they're not honoring your religious belief on that. They really should. <laughs> they really should, right? Uh, well, what the funny thing is, is when I was a kid, you couldn't own an AR-15. It was illegal. No, it was illegal. <laughs> but we're safer now. I feel so much safer. Uh, anyway, it's a new space race, and it's led by private companies, and not just American companies. There's a uh, Japanese-based com- company, iSpace. Uh, there's a Russia company called Roscosmos. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that. They, they, act, they, they both failed their lunar landing attempts last year. Uh, India made a safe landing last August on the moon. So we're kind of going back to the moon. We're the last ones there, right? Like, New space race. I'm I'm glad for the new space race, personally. Uh I'm I'm sad that we're not doing it as a united peaceful world, but maybe maybe we'll get there. Maybe when, when Taco Bell takes over everything. NASA presented NASA presented by Taco Bell. Yeah, right. It's got electrolytes. <laughs> but plants crave. <laughs> All right. Plants crave. <laughs> plants crave. All right, let's uh let's move on and talk about some snake oil. Snake oil. Oh, snake oil on sale for me. Nothing but snake oil, and it ain't free. Okay, I, there's a few. There's a few things that uh, I found to talk about. Sadly, there's always if if you Google scam or fraud under the news 
there's always a long list. But I went with uh, the Miami man indicted in an eight and a half million dollar short term rental scam with thousands of victims. Two guys, actually. One was in Miami. This was a South Florida news site that I found it. So, of course, it framed it as a Miami man. Uh, Another guy in Denver. They had, uh, through many different business names, 100 different properties all over the country listed on Airbnb and VRBO, Verbo. I don't don't know that one. Yeah, that's the new, new hot one. So what they would do is they would list the property like five different times for different amounts. And then if three people rent it, they tell the two, they they give it to the one who's paying the most. And then they would tell the two right before they got there, like, oh my God, there's a plumbing emergency. You can't use this Airbnb. It's no longer, it's not not available this weekend. Oh, so they they double booked. They overbooked. And then whoever's paying the most gets it. Everybody else gets a we're sorry message before you come, before you get there, when you get there. Uh Uh-huh. This actually happened to my sister uh, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, going to Vegas with her daughter, with my niece for the iHeart Radio Festival. And I, I hitched a ride with them. And you know, obviously, I moved up here. Um, but they rented an Airbnb. And the day or two before they got there, it was some repair emergency. And she lost her booking. Out of luck. Yeah. And I wonder if it wasn't a, a similar version of the scam. Because if obviously, if only one person rents it for the cheapest, whatever, you got a rental. Mm-hmm. But uh, if all, you know, if they rent in the same place for a thousand, eight hundred, six hundred, four hundred, three hundred, and the eight hundred dollar, somebody clicks it for eight hundred, somebody mm-hmm. clicks it for four hundred, guess, guess who gets fucked out? Yeah, fucked over, right? Mm-hmm. They, they absolutely got caught. They were using fake identities, fake names. They had all, you know, tons of different accounts to run this properly. Thankfully, it looks like they're going to see some time in prison. The conspiracy and wire fraud charges each carry a statutory maximum of 20 years in in federal prison, but they've got uh, 13 counts of wire fraud. So they could potentially spend 260 years in prison. Well earned. I, you know, my background is in hotels. I'm a hotel man and I stand by. Uh, how shitty Airbnb is. There's a million reasons why you do not want to use an Airbnb. I know it's possible oh. to get a great deal. I really do. I get it. But you don't have any of the protections and regulations that a hotel must provide. Mm-hmm. If you if you pay for a reservation at a hotel, they have to find you a different hotel to put you up in. Weird. Regulations? Consumer protections? Yeah, consumer protections and regulations exist on hotels. How novel. If uh, a hotel employee sets up a hidden camera in your your bathroom and (laughs) records you taking a shower, they'll go to prison. But if an Airbnb operator does it, it's within their rights because it's their home. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, that's a fact. Um, there were there have been instances where a guy found those recording cameras, took them to the police, and they arrested him for stealing that guy's cameras. <laughs> Amazing, because wow. it's a private yeah. home. It's a private home. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Anyway, anyway, uh, uh, it's it's definitely definitely ripe for scamming. Um, I don't know if it was snake oil. But uh, I also I came across a story that really super intrigued me about the British post system. Uh, in like 2003, 
they contracted with this Japanese company to do data analytics and started that that software was faulty and started reporting different cash amounts at the local post office branches than were there. And so the post office in Britain just started arresting postmasters and charging them all with fraud and theft. Oh, shit. <laughs> 2,300 some are are now getting paid reparations. Damn, good. Uh, uh, yeah, right? Right? No one, no one ever like like ever stopped and doubted the software right like it was just its word was law and they took it to courts and they some of them went to prison and actually served prison time for fucking theft that was all made up glitchy software damn i'm like it's not really snake oil but god damn that's crazy stuff could you imagine being like a postmaster and they just come to you and you're like you you stole 200 grand from us huh wait what no i didn't yeah no we got it here no, you're under arrest. Yeah, now you're in prison. Wait, wait, what? You're fucking in, like, oh, yeah. Talk about like a nightmare. And that's that's one of the reasons why I'm against capital punishment. Is like, mm-hmm. if you get it wrong once, you've killed an innocent man. That's that. So much worse to just be in a a federal penitentiary for life mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> Could I wonder? I wonder. Can can prisoners elect for death? I mean, I guess there's ways to get a painful death in prison. <laughs> Would you rather? <laughs> I, I've known some ways that prisoners have done that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, I wonder if you, if you could it, like at, at the sentencing, like they would say, your honor, I actually elect for the fastest death penalty you can give me. Can you guys shoot me tomorrow? <laughs> uh, I wonder how many people would take it. Um, I'm not, I'm not against that. Like if well, people, you're, it's an opt in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this conversation got here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's always me. <laughs> this conversation brought to you by marijuana and questions from from Alex. Yeah, I do. I do think that uh, an adult of sound mind should be able to end their own Absolutely. life, like not and w- without a ton of difficulty. Yeah. But ending someone else's life is a big deal. To me. Yeah, it's a big fucking. That's deal. not okay. We're all against that. No, no, I don't think people are all against that. I spent on this on this show. Yes, yes, I do think that. Yeah. Yeah. All in agreement. Great. I definitely feel like there is there are moments where that's what's called for, uh, and I hope to never be in one. But uh, 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 yeah, I I think you most most of us can live our lives without ever having to do violence on another person. How about that? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what the social contract is so great for. Like in society and civilization, it's supposed to exist so we don't have to be afraid of bears and the tribe next door and a hurricane and God damn it all the all the many many ways to get fucking injured and hurt and killed although i mean this is a whole other show but i i think that like hardcore capitalism sort of requires a war mm-hmm. industry so Modern. my position is that the social contract needs to at least at least move in the direction of socialism in order to not have a of war industry where uh, our jobs depend on somebody dying i oh oh yeah yeah, yeah. You're, and you're you're right that that's maybe and maybe maybe i need to write that down maybe we, we should have that episode talking about the uh, industrial war complex mm-hmm. it is so prevalent so 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 prevalent and and a big part of ha, hey way to bring it back <laughs> around big big part of 
American culture. And in fact, that was another one of the stories I came across was uh, the guys running the NRA are all on trial for fraud and basically using the NRA mm. as their piggy bank. And the NRA is technically a charity. And if you donate to that charity, you should be the most pissed off at those guys. Yeah, one would think. They, one would think. But they've got their bona fides, their credentials, and their friends. So they did nothing wrong. They're just under attack by the deep state. They couldn't possibly have been using NRA money for their private jets and vacations and fucking no houses and shit. No, no, nobody's ever done that. Like, yeah, never happened. You're so right. It's the people who get fucked by so by fraudsters, especially in the political sphere, are the sharpest defenders. Yeah, I, it's true. Religion too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, and it's part of be, being human and victimhood, right? Like, uh, the, that's that's how our subconscious protects us, our, our conscious selves, by you, you know helping us with the blinders to be convinced uh, I'm not a fool. Mm-hmm. So therefore, this stuff must be correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, these these people must be telling the truth because I, I I'm I'm not a fool and I believe them, and and I'm this far into it. And it's part of my identity, so yeah. I believe them. You have to at that point for them. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, whoa, hey, now people who have credibility don't appeal to credibility, <laughs> right? It's like uh, 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 really, really intelligent people don't have to tell you they're intelligent. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I use the best words, the biggest words, on the, the s- biggest, <laughs> the biggest words. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, let's move on. Let's do some fact checking time. Ooh, yes. Ready for this? All right, check the facts. Oh, never ready, but yeah. always excited. Here we go. What do you know? It's fact checking time. Will you be or be It's fact checking time. Cross my heart and hope to die. Stick a needle in my eye. Here's the proof that all the kids call fact checking time. All right, so I'm going to give you a choice between two news articles. You're going to have to tell me which one was a fact-checked news article and which one is just a regular news article. All right. Okay. All right. And Ron has been kicking a lot of ass lately, so not not too much pressure pressure. on you, Professor, but you got to get them all right. Otherwise, you lose everybody's respect forever. (laughs) Okay. That's how it works. That's so scary. Can you tell me which article was actually fact-checked? Okay, article one, number one. Shadow aliens loose in Miami. Uh, over the weekend, uh, there was a disturbance in Miami, and on social media, many, many people are claiming there were shadow aliens, maybe fallen angels from biblical times, running around Miami, and people were shooting at them, and that all the videos have been scrubbed. Uh, scrubbed. Yeah, yeah, scrubbed from the internet because that's the thing. Uh, or the Simpsons predicted Stephen Hawking's visit to Epstein Island. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, social media accounts and pages have been sharing a video alleges that alleges was a prediction of the Simpsons showing Stephen Hawking uh, taking Lisa away to Epstein Island. I say that one, the Simpsons one, uh, because yeah. Oh, I got it. <laughs> yeah, you you did. You did. But why? 
because people people care about that uh they want to when when they have heroes they want to like remember them and and if someone has takes that away you have to like it it takes a sort of piece of your identity away Mm. so you have to like check but as far as like (laughs) alien stuff you know we don't, nobody cares anymore. <laughs> for for the record, that really people really are sharing. Like it was shadow aliens in Miami, and the cops were like, "It was it was some teenagers fighting and shooting <laughs> off fireworks." It's just kids playing. It's always just kids playing. It's just kids fucking it's, around. Uh, but the Republicans think it's either aliens or illegal aliens <laughs> or illegal aliens. In early on in the Simpsons, I think it was like uh, one one of the second season maybe 1990 uh, there was an episode they saved lisa's brain where uh lisa joins mensa and men- all the mensa candidates are running the town and and then they fuck it up and at the end to get away from the mob stephen hawking hits a button on his wheelchair and turns into a helicopter <laughs> and when he died they released an image of him on the helicopter with lisa in his lap <laughs> As kind of like a tribute to like we we, right. we love you Stephen Hawking, and so people took that image yeah. of him on his helicopter chair with Lisa over Springfield, and we're like, see, he's abducting a Simpsons called it. He's a pedophile, obviously. Yeah, obviously. All right, well done. Let's. Yeah, I like to yeah. accuse people with ALS of being pedophiles. <laughs> that, that just... <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing because it's horrible. It's horrible, but but it's absurd on its face, right? On its face. Elon Musk would accuse someone of that, however. Oh yeah. Well, because that's what the the right right wing trigger finger accusation of just like, oh, I have to tarnish somebody, right. pedophile. Let's get to the next fact check. All right, claims shared on social media. Sylvester Stallone turned down a hundred million dollar endorsement deal with Bud Light because Bud Light's too woke. He he reportedly stated, I'm not saving your woke brand. Either that one, or a major newspaper has speculated in an op-ed that Taylor Swift is a lesbian. <gasps> yes, and that she has hidden the fact from her fans to keep herself uh, more uh, open to people who aren't fans of LGBTQ+. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What? So which one of those which one of those was a fact checked article and which one of those was just an article? The, I say I say Taylor, because any accusation is gonna be hit with intense scrutiny. It's a it's become I think now that she's a billionaire, it's it's a, officially a cult. Okay. And I'm not okay. saying that it's that she's not cranking the, out the cult of jams, because she's cranking out the jams. Okay, so so you're saying that that article was fact-checked or was not fact-checked? I say it was fact-checked. Ooh, sorry. It was not. That was just an op-ed in the New York fucking Post or Times. Well, hold on. Which was it? The Times. <laughs> it was the Times. The real paper. Not the Post. It was the Times. It was the Times. New York Times straight up published an op-ed. We think Taylor Swift's a lesbian. Yeah. I mean, actually, now that now that it's the New York Times, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> i mean yeah she i'll put i'll put it this way if she's a lesbian she's such a good actress because she's famously like boy crazy right like every fucking song is about a guy who broke her heart for 15 fucking years Mm -hmm. she's publicly dated these men 
I don't think I don't think you can hide it in this day of public scrutiny. Like you said, like it's almost cult level. If she gets seen, she gets photographed. I don't yeah. I don't I don't That's think I don't think anybody would be keeping their mouth shut. And I sure as she didn't write those songs without going through breakups. I sure as shit guarantee you they would be talking. <laughs> yeah. mm. Taylor Swift, I dumped her, she dumped me. Oh, let me settle the story. Mm-hmm. Right? They they would be fucking talking. Anyhow, anyhow, um, yeah, so Sylvester Stallone did not get offered any kind of uh, Bud Light advertisement deal. I don't even know his political leanings. Um, His political leaning is insane. insane. (laughs) (laughs) His political leaning is old dad. Old dad. (laughs) Yeah, so that was, it was satire. Uh, uh, The original post was satire. Okay. But then. People jumped on it. Okay. All right. All right, Professor. Last one. Ready? I'm ready. Either uh, uh, a a viral review of Sol de Janeiro body lotion sold by Sephora claimed it attracts spiders. (laughs) If you wear this lotion. Or a leading politician has claimed that magnets don't work in water. Okay. Um, which one got fact checked? I, I'm I, I'm following my. I have a, a modus operandi for these <laughs> this week, which is <laughs> is the the names that people want the na- to follow the names. So I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go with politician. Uh, no, it did not get fact checked. No, no fact check for that. At a recent uh, uh, rally in Iowa, former President Donald Trump went lamenting the fact that the Navy was using magnetic elevators claiming that they should have used John Deere equipment <laughs> made the statement that when you put magnets in water, they don't work. Uh, Jesus Christ. What a world. Yeah. So we yeah, don't that's... need to fact check that because it's just, we don't, we can just like keep living and knowing that he's wrong. And yeah. ICP magnets. How do they work? How do they work? <laughs> what a world guys. What a world. <laughs> so no, w- Sephora, Sol de Janeiro body lotion will not attract spiders. Not going to. No, it's just lotion. Good to know. Very good to know. But yes, a leading presidential candidate. And somehow President Biden is doubted in his <laughs> mental acuity. What? How the fuck it get here? Magnets don't yeah. work when you put them in water. One uh, one man reached for comment, uh, conserv- defended the president and said that he was talking in a, a metaphor. Just a metaphor. Wow, that's that's very cult like. I I believe the the top Reddit comment on that one that that made me laugh was Trump tells it like <laughs> it is. Com- dot 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 dot. What Trump <laughs> meant to say is it's not nearly <laughs> as bad as it sounded. It's sure. not. It's not. Okay, okay. Let's. Uh, we're running a little long. Let's. Uh, let's wrap up. Let's leave people with something with a little yeah. feel goods. Something good. All right. You remember remember that movie, The Princess Bride? Ooh, a classic, yes. Yes. Yeah, and, and he talks about the, the Sicilian and the, the drugging, and he puts the Ibogaine powder. Mm-hmm. 
in one of the drinks. Mm-hmm. Well, Ibogaine is an African psychedelic. Ooh. I didn't know this. And it apparently, uh, uh, another study has shown that it can treat traumatic brain injury in vets with dramatic, in quotes, their words, dramatic results. Wow. Obviously, traumatic brain injuries, I've had one. It's fucking awful. Yeah, no joke. I, I, I'm thinking about getting some Ibogaine. Uh, <laughs> hundreds of thousands of troops serving in Afghanistan or Iraq have had TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. Um, it, they're, they're suspected to be linked to depression and suicide and a lot of mainstream treatment options haven't been very effective. Um, and Ibogaine is continuing to gain uh, notoriety for studies that are showing uh, when the, they use this drug in a, in a safe manner, you know, with doctors, it reduces PTSD, anxiety, and depression, and depression in all of the veterans that uh, that signed up. Well, not all, wow. but in the veterans that signed up, and it's a significant number. That's outstanding. Um, yeah. To, to quote, all right. To right, right. To quote uh, one of the doctors, no other drug has been able to alleviate the functional and neuropsychiatric symptoms of traumatic brain injury. The results are dramatic, and we intend to study this compound further. That is uh, Nolan Williams. MD and associate professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences. Uh, now they, it's been a schedule one drug in the U S since 1970, which is probably why I haven't personally come across it. Uh, cause you know, I experimented with psychedelics in my youth. I'll admit it. Uh, not this one though, not this one. Uh, they, they did it before and after, uh, you know, Hey, how are you feeling? You know, assessment. And they sent the participants to a clinic in Mexico. And um, 19 of the participants had been suicidal. Seven had attempted suicide. These men, to quote the study, the, the Dr. Williams again, these men were incredibly intelligent, high-performing individuals who experienced life-altering functional disability from TBI during their time in combat. They were all willing to try most anything that they thought might help them get their lives back. On average, treatment with Ibogaine immediately led to significant improvements in functioning, PTSD, depression, anxiety. And they were still lasting one month after the treatment when the study ended. Uh, before the treatment, they had an average disability rating of 30. After One month after the treatment, it, that rating improved to 5, indicating no disability. Wow. wow. So the average person in the study, yeah, it, it can completely put them back. That's huge. Like, I don't know how it, how it works, but uh, I, I yeah. would love, love, love to see. Something. I mean, imagine, imagine the implications even for like football players, like, like concussions. Mm-hmm. Like, we need something to help brain injury. That's amazing. That's great. Imagine, mm-hmm. imagine Muhammad Ali would would have been much more coherent in his later life. Yeah. Imagine a world uh, with where the science on psychedelics wasn't stifled by politics exactly. in the sixties. Yeah, and I'm just gonna say it. It's the same same shit with marijuana. Like the proponents go way overboard. They're like, "This cures everything. Miracle cure. It it's a yeah miracle cure." Wife got you down. Try some reefer. <laughs> some reefer. Literally, I had a guy in in that in that gray period in Arizona where you had some people allowed to grow to take care of other patients and and other people not allowed to grow, and it wasn't legal for just adults. And this guy was like, he had a fucking tattoo of a pot leaf on his arm. And he's like, I'm telling you, 
It's it just works for everything. Nauseous, smoke some weed. Head hurt, smoke some weed. Tired, smoke some weed. Too energetic, smoke some weed. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, whoa. <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. And I feel like like psychedelics, like Timothy Leary, like I get it. It's a great drug, but you you did too much. You overdid yeah. it and it didn't it didn't cure everything. Like it's not for everything. I actually think uh things like Ibogaine and uh well we know ketamine like they're way more effective than mm-hmm. lsd because and mushrooms like they're they're studying them all now it's but but you're right we could be 50 years ahead of where we're at now absolutely and on that note folks thanks for sticking around the end we love that you did i uh, hope you had a good time i know i had a good time um i want to i want to thank stark industries for creating artificial intelligence that won't conquer and hold the world hostage Thank you for that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Stark. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Science Congeniality and the Social Contract, making society better than anarchy for many of the last thousands of years. And uh, any any parting words before we uh, we leave, gentlemen? I hope everyone's going to have a happy uh, new year coming up and kick some butt out okay. there. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Woo. Happy New Year. Kick some butt. That's right. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything better than that. So uh, I'll just all right. Say Have a wonderful day, folks. If you had a good time, let somebody uh, let somebody know about us. Uh, you find us uh, over uh, on our Discord and uh, in our website. We'll have all those links in the episode description. Uh, and uh, until next time, be well. well. Bye. Bye. Now things are ending. It's time to go. No more to get through. Thanks for listening. That's our show. Ain't affectation. Oh, we're just leaving you half cocked. Half cocked, half cocked. We had a good time talking today. But even best times eventually they fade away. Ain't adjuration. Oh, we're just leaving half cocked.